You're listening to episode four of the Becoming Aligned podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that through the ups and downs, we're all in this together. In this week's episode, I interviewed Dafina Dunmore. She's a dear friend and someone that has always inspired me because she is such a real and authentic person. As she says in our conversation, when people are authentic, you share things in different ways. So true. She has many more nuggets of wisdom regarding finding balance, her sense of self, and the value of creativity in her life. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hi, Dafina. Thank you so much for joining me on the Becoming Aligned podcast. Hey, Mo. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm For those of you who don't know, I'm fortunate to have known Dafina for a really long time. We actually first met in college where we ran track and cross country together, and we've remained close friends ever since. So Dafina, when I first had the idea for this podcast, you were definitely someone I wanted to interview because I really feel that you're such an authentic person who lives your life according to your values. And I think that's why you radiate um, such positive energy and it seems to be something that runs in your family too. Like you guys just have such a spirit about you. And I just kind of like to explore that a little bit during the course of our conversation today. So yeah, yeah, would you start off by just telling everyone just a little bit about yourself? I know that's actually a loaded question because, but just, you know, if you wouldn't mind kind of just introducing yourself to everyone, please. Sure, Um, so I'm Dafina Glenmore. I'm from the South side of Chicago. I have two sisters. mom and dad and my mom raised my four cousins so there were a house of seven of us from the time that I was three until my teenage years so we had a lot of fun times yeah wow oh go on I was gonna say like you said we went uh, we went to college together I ran track in high school and college lived in various cities Washington DC for a while then moved back to Chicago as an adult in my late 20s and I've been here ever since yeah yeah and what kind what's the field that you work in right now Dafina I work in finance finance okay yep do do you want details oh whatever you'd like to share about that yeah like what drew you to finance okay sure so I work in finance I do bond ratings so uh, I analyze corporations and corporations that are interested in issuing debt we raise okay. the financial strength of those companies and their ability to pay back the debt. Okay. I love this because our lives, our work lives are so different. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I love that we, I love that, I don't know, I love that about you because um, I want to go back to that a little bit later and maybe talk about okay. um, how you got into that field a little bit. Um, because okay. I think it's so cool because especially for women and um, numbers and math and all that. So I'd lo- I'd love to circle right. back to that later. But maybe we okay. can go back to you growing up. And would you share some of your favorite memories of, of growing up? Honestly, there, <laughs> there are so many. But the one that keeps coming back even in adult years yeah. is it, are the things that we made up. It's not huh. gifts. 
it's not things that, you know, were purchased for us, but we made up gifts, I'm sorry, we made up games around the house, and we made up sayings around the house, and some <laughs> of those same games and some of those same sayings are yeah. a, a thread in our daily conversation as adults. Kind of ridiculous. Aww, that's <laughs> so, so sweet. If you're not in the family and you hear a conversation, it sounds foreign. <laughs> to oh most my gosh! People. But it's it's pretty funny. So it, we we just had a lot of fun and we had fun with each other. Yeah, you guys, I love um, watching you and your family interact because I don't know, there is just like so much love and so much positivity and like yeah, it's yeah. it's evident that you guys just get each other in a way like it's yeah it's like your own language or whatever it is like you guys can just look at each other and it's right. yeah it's just it's fun to just watch you guys um but you had there was a lot of you in the house so I would imagine at times you weren't all just having fun like did you, were there fights were there you know, or was it always just happy times it's it's funny you say that because now that you mention it I remember some of the not so fun times but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that but that's not what I remember that's not that's what awesome. I hold on to, right? Oh. So the all of the, the fun is what I remember, and that's the first thing that came to my mind when you asked me, like, some memories. But yeah, uh, certainly, certainly there were some less fun times, but even those times, we make fun of each other, like the fights and the arguments, and we laugh about them as adults because they're so silly and so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so you kind of turn them around and make them into, like, a positive or something that, yeah, just something you can make fun of now. I love that. And, so, and it was never, it was never so, we never got so nasty with each other mm, that it was, that we couldn't come back from it. You know, it was like normal yeah, kid stuff. You yeah. Know? So we can all take it in, 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 in perspective and kind of leave it at that, those childhood, adolescent moments. Yeah. And not harbor really negative feelings because someone said something so mean and, and below the belt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. So you mentioned this, this, it sounds like play was like an imagination was like an integral part of you, of your growing up, right? Was there, yeah. was there an activity or hobby or something you would do as a young person that you would get totally absorbed in and just like lose track of time? And it could be something you did on your own or it could be something you did with others. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> my sister and I wrestled a lot. <laughs> I can, I, and, and we, I can we totally lose, see this you can see it right we yeah. lose track of time and lose track of where we were in the house <laughs> and who we were impacting because we would wind up you know at the front of the house when we started at the back of the house oh my goodness and, <laughs> and you know one of us would throw the other person in my other sister's bedroom who was not interested in playing at all so you can imagine how that went. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, that we, it was just fun. And we could do that for hours. I don't, oh, we don't have goodness. that energy now, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering if like, like, yeah, just like physical play would come into it because like physical, like play slash fitness is kind of a major part of, you know, I don't know, like, especially your sister's life and your life, too. It's definitely something I know you guys both value. So, um, right. yeah. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. So I was going to ask, like, I guess I'm curious if people, like, how they used to play and what they, like, if that, you know, shaped kind of the choices they made. Like, did that play 
um, impact the things they got involved in. And obviously you're not like wrestling or anything like that, <laughs> but just like, you know, we're, maybe we're pretty, pretty close. <laughs> oh, I guess that could be true, huh? <laughs> I mean, it definitely, I think it impacted us and then we migrated to things that were more physical and more active and athletic, yeah. right? And into, well into adult years, we were playing flag football and, and doing yeah. that sort of thing. So um, while it wasn't wrestling, and it, believe me, a wrestling match could break out <laughs> Still. in adult years by just, you know, a little snack talking. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think it. I think it. It probably did lend itself to um, kind of the activities we migrate towards as adults. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. even like running and track, like you never thought of it as a chore, right? You know, I, I I sense that you thought of it as like kind of play. You know, I don't know if I'm making that up or not. I I, I wish I could say you're right, Mo, but you totally <laughs> made that one up. <laughs> Making that up. That's hilarious. There are times when it certainly was fun, but you know the track workouts, they're grueling. Yeah, so, um, but I I enjoyed it, but I I don't shy away from things that are grueling. That's, you know, kind of my attitude. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, one of the one of the things when I think of you, Dafina, is you're someone I feel has a, a really great sense of self. Like you're you know who you are. Um, and is that something that was installed in you at a young age? Or did you kind of continue or did you just kind of discover that more so as you grew up? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't want to take any credit away from my parents. Um, mm. But I, I don't recall anything tangible that I can think of that, you know, that would make me say that I was instilled at a young age. I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. um, you know, the idea of being yourself, that that is mm-hmm. part of instilling in someone to kind of know themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, I just always try to be true to myself. There are periods in my life, though, when... You know, I didn't know up or down of what I was doing or what yeah. my purpose was. And sometimes I still wonder, you know. So, but what I try to do is, like you mentioned in your introductory remarks, is just really be authentic. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel fake, it just doesn't feel good, no matter what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If, I feel, if I feel fake, it doesn't feel good. And even if it feels good in the moment, when I reflect on it later, it won't, it won't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, and as someone who's known you for a number of years, like, I yeah, I feel like I, I was wondering like if it was just kind of a feeling because I can tell like if you've been through a period or going through something that um, things didn't feel right because th- that like this like inner glow or this inner energy, um, it, it shifted. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of because if it's if it doesn't feel real to you, it seems like. It just doesn't, I don't know, there's an energy that changes within you that's, I don't know, I just, I feel it as, as your friend. Um, yeah. But now, but did you start to, I don't know, is this something you started to feel within your body? Like, or like, how did you start to be like, yeah, this doesn't, this isn't right? Is it because it didn't feel right? Or was it because you were thinking about it in a way like, like heart, mind, spirit, which kind of, what started to guide you in terms of making choices that line up with, with your values? Yeah. I think it's a little person on your shoulder 
But mm-hmm. the, the, some people, some, some people's little person is louder than others, and some are good mm-hmm. at suppressing it. But the little person that says, "Come on, hmm. you know this is you," or that sort of thing, um, always straightens me up. Like I've, hmm. I've never been a person to tease someone, but uh, you know, occasionally you're in a situation where you're with someone, and I don't surround myself with people that do that either. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll have a situation where someone will say something that's not so nice, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody laughs. Yeah. And the times when I went along with it and laughed, I felt terrible. Yeah. So it's like, then the following times, it's like, okay, well, now you know you got to say something. Because to live in, in that moment just, you know, and not stand up for what's right. Um, later it's going to haunt me. So I feel the same way about just living authentically. Yeah. No, it's so interesting that you mentioned um, being in a group of people and how you don't really surround yourself with those types of people because – like, I love going to events. And, like, I'm always so happy, like, I don't know, even still, even though we've known each other a long time, to be a part of these groups and things. Because, mm-hmm. like, the people that are at your, you know, your parties or your events or whatever, they're the most positive, kind, fun-spirited people um, that you can meet. Like, it's just – and I feel like it's just a compliment to you. Because, like, you know um, – and I love that, like, there's – these people have been drawn together. And I always kind of wondered, is it just because – like, do you ever feel like, oh, I'm going to, oh, no, not cut somebody out. But if, uh, yeah, like in terms of like how people kind of come together, have you like, kind of ever had to make choices in terms of like, well, I like you as a person, but we're not going to really hang out because there's a negative energy or I don't like the way you talk to about other people or is that like a conscious decision you make or is it, or is it just something that just kind of happens? It's definitely a conscious decision. Mm. And, and and it doesn't really, it's not necessarily accompanied by a conversation around it. Yeah. It's just the person, it, I don't wind up calling the person, inviting them over, and we just kind of grow apart. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a conscious decision. I like to be around people that make me feel good. Right. Yeah. No, and when you're at events that like you guys host, it's like it's a feel good, positive spirit thing. Yeah, that's that's I, I admire that about you because there's always just real good people around you. So that's cool. Thanks, that's cool. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's. I think it's sometimes hard. Um, I I think it can be hard because it's like oh, you want to be friends with. Sometimes people want to be friends with everybody or. Um, but yeah, it's just like kind of just you're just conscious about what you bring into your into your world and into your circle. It sounds like. Yeah, and I think what also happens is a person that tends to be more negative, if they mm-hmm. don't have anyone fueling them, mm-hmm. then mm. they sometimes change, or at least they don't uh, act that way around you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I was thinking about you know, our conversation and like, cause you, you do have such like this great social life. And I feel like we, when we have conversations, we talk about so many different things. Like we have to make a list ahead of time of the things we want to cover. (laughs) (laughs) Cause there's so much to get in. And you know, one thing we don't talk a ton about, and you'll talk about your work a little bit, um, 
But I was like thinking to myself, I'm not sure if I know what Dafina majored in in college. Like, mm. was it business? Was it finance? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what your major was. Yeah, undergrad was business administration. And okay. I, got an MBA, I got an MBA in finance. Okay. Yeah, so business admin and and then finance for an MBA. Now, so were you, did you just always love numbers and that type of math and that type of thing? So I have a, a number story for you. I, I don't know if I've ever okay. told you this before. Um, oh. <laughs> so when I was younger and my siblings and my cousins, we, we all had paper routes. And mm-hmm. we, would, we would get paid at the end of the week. And so midweek, the following week, most people ran out of money. They spent it all. But I still had okay. money left. And so <laughs> they would come to me to borrow money. And <sighs> I, I couldn't have been more than, honestly, I, I don't remember exactly the age, but it couldn't have been more than 11. And I don't know okay. where I got, I got this concept, but I said, sure, you can borrow the money, but you have to pay me interest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. Mo, it was loan shark type interest rates to 10% for a, for a week-long loan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, now it's, it's funny thinking back. But I don't know where I, I got the concept. But it's just like, well, I should get some benefit if I save my money and you're coming to me for more wow. money. Wow. So That's that, hilarious. That is pretty funny. But that was like, I think at around 11-ish. So I guess I had somewhat of an acumen for numbers and money. <laughs> yeah, good for you, Dafina. That's, that's really... <laughs> so did you like have a confidence around it then too? Like I, yeah, I like working with numbers. Um, you said, did I have a water I'm just it? thinking like a confidence around oh. it. Because I know for, for, you always hear about how girls, maybe I'm hopefully, hopefully less so nowadays, but mm-hmm. um, probably more so when we were growing up. And I, I fall into this category as someone who just didn't have confidence with my math skills and, um, you know, kind of that mental attitude can kind of start making your, your grades slip in the wrong direction a little bit. And then I just admire people, especially women, I think, who um, are just sharp with the numbers and the math and have confidence in that. And I, I just was wondering if, if there was something that fostered that or was it just a, something that you grabbed hold of at a young age then? Yeah, I, I did have confidence in math. Um, mm. my dad, when we were younger, uh, took us to, it was, I'm not even, I can't remember where it was, but they taught us a really fast way to add and, and subtract. It's called Chisenbox. I'm sure no, okay. no one has heard of it. <laughs> I haven't heard of this yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I, I won't try to describe it because it takes all of my fingers, but essentially with both hands, we can count to 100. And okay. I'll, I'll, when I see you, I'll show you how to do it. So, uh, but anyway, okay. and so all seven of us had to learn chicken box. And huh. I just, I, I don't know if, if that had anything to do with it, but I was good at that. It was fun. And I did, I gravitated towards numbers and I always had a level of confidence around it. But I tell you what, I took a class, finite mathematics at IU. Oof. That was okay. <laughs> it was really, it was a really hard class, and so when I was in high school, I think grammar school and high school, I wasn't as challenged as I um, mm. otherwise could have been. But I didn't know any different, right? So yeah, I, yeah. When I got to college, I saw the difference, and so I took this finite mathematics class, and it was like a different world. 
and my confidence <sighs> was shaken. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, yeah. we had an exam, and I, I got an F on the on the exam, and okay. I was devastated. So I went and talked to the professor. I, I worked with a tutor, and I wanted to get an A out of the class, but I just okay. I, I had to work really, really hard at it. And once it clicked, and I was like, okay, I got it. Yeah. So there was confidence okay. until, you know, until there wasn't. <laughs> you have to work through. Until that first challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but what I love is just with that little story that you shared was, yeah, I got this F, and then I went and talked to the professor, and I went and got a tutor. Yeah. Like, you know, some people are going to get an F and just check out and, you know, kind of doubt themselves or try and, like, just not reach out for help. Like, right. so that reaching out for help thing, did that come naturally or – I mean, that might seem like a silly question, or was that just like something you just did? Like, you know, not everyone does that. I know. It, it, I honestly don't understand why people don't do that. I know that people mm. say, you know, they don't, people, I guess people are afraid of how they're going to look. Yeah. But, but I think that's it. Yeah. But I think for me, I was more afraid of how I would view myself if I just gave up. Huh. It's more important how I feel about myself than how I'm perceived by others. Right. Like, no one would know. I mean, I could drop a class and say, oh, I just I didn't like it, you know. And and, yeah. that, and that'd be fine. I don't think anybody would question it. But that person, again, on my shoulder would, you know, start to say, wow, you, you didn't even give it all you had, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool, Dafina. I had no idea. I mean, we knew each other then, but like. Right. We weren't talk. We don't. We weren't talking about the classes we were taking so much, or things like that. Yeah, we're talking um, about races. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> practice and right, all that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was actually thinking about you too, because you know you're someone who, like, it's funny because we both grew up in in Chicago. I grew up on the northwest side of Chicago. You grew up in the south side of Chicago, mm-hmm. and like you. You went to another school before you went to IU, and then you changed to another school. And I was just thinking about even just doing that, making these switches, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of courage. Because even just for me, going to this new environment where I, I didn't know anyone, but, you know, IU was a big school for me, and I didn't didn't know anyone when I went there. Um, you not only did that at one school, you did that for three schools during your college career. Um, and I, I was wondering what gave you the, the confidence or the courage to do that. That one, I don't know if I could <laughs> give myself credit for having confidence and courage. But <laughs> okay, so, okay, yeah. <laughs> so essentially, the first school, it just wasn't the track program wasn't as developed as as I had hoped, and yeah, the 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 team was essentially turning over, and okay, um, the coach and I got along okay, but it just wasn't it wasn't the experience that I was hoping for so okay. you know I had a conversation with my with my parents and I decided I wanted to transfer so I went to IU, yeah. IU um well I had to had to redshirt that year so they offered a scholarship yeah. but I couldn't get it until the following year so as you know mm-hmm. I got to IU yep. and ran as a redshirt sophomore and mm-hmm. at the beginning of the next season they didn't give me the scholarship. So yep. that, that was, that was really heartbreaking. That was really heartbreaking. Yeah. So I, that was not, 
courage or it was, I was really disappointed and we couldn't afford IU mm. without having a yeah. scholarship. So yeah, um, my younger sister was going to the University of Missouri, Kansas City on a scholarship. And my high school coach reached out to the college coach and shared with him my collegiate times and high school times. And so he wound up offering me a scholarship. So I, okay. I went there. And it wound up being just, yep. just fine. I mean, it was a great experience looking back on it. But at the time, it was really difficult. Yeah. And I can I can totally see that because, you, you know, you were starting – you obviously had a friend group at Indiana and you've been working so hard um, to, to, you know, earn, to get the scholarship that you were working towards and all that. Um, and when it didn't work out, I'm sure that was devastating. Mm-hmm. But I guess I even think of it from just switching and getting to know different people and having to be in new environments. Um, th- was that a fun thing for you to do or was that like a challenging thing like did that make you nervous or did that was that kind of exciting to you it suffer from like the disappointment of you know not having things worked out work out the way you wanted them to right um is, is that possible to separate i'm not sure it, but... it is possible and it's a, it's a little okay. it's a little scary but the overarching theme i think was it's an opportunity <laughs> i took it as an opportunity yeah. to reinvent myself Ah, yep. yep. <laughs> no, I love it. That, yeah. I mean, that's what I did when I went to college. It was like, okay, I've been like known as a super shy, quiet girl back right. in high school. And I'm going to like start to try to really be the person I feel I am inside, you know, exactly. and let that shine through. Exactly. Um, and so you just thought of it as an opportunity, like every time you switch schools, an opportunity to even become more fully yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> it's like this. I'm picturing this like butterfly right. coming out of <laughs> yeah, Sh- shedding layers, shedding layers. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, and and feel like what what were the things that you were really wanting to showcase for yourself? Like, was it what what did you feel like would be authentically you? If you don't mind me asking. So in high school, I grew up in a big family, as you know. And yeah. it was it was always loud and rowdy and fun, and there was a lot of dancing. I was probably more into math than dancing. So okay, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I <love> it. <laughs> and it's not that you're, <laughs> you're not, making money on your interest rates. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not it's not like I had two left feet. I just had no idea if I could dance because I never did it. Yeah. You know, once you don't do it, people expect you not to do it. And the moment you try, everybody stops and looks at you. Yeah. Yeah. So I never did it for that reason. Totally. So when I went to college, I just told myself, no matter how I danced, because I had no idea if I could dance, that I was just going to go out and dance. And I I became like a dancer. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was fun. It was like, huh, okay. Yeah. And so um, that was that was one thing I was trying to kind of reinvent in myself and just maybe more explore rather than reinvent. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And just, um, I, don't, I don't know explicitly. I can't like, tell you when I left IU, it, I, I, 
this is what I was going to work on. But it was just like an opportunity to um, get to know myself a little bit better. Yeah. Overcome challenges. That's... Yeah. I love it. I love it. You actually were someone, like I remember when we when we met and um, there was a group of us that were roommates one summer and I think you would always be just encouraging me to like, you know, to have more confidence dancing or, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. And so, yeah. So it, I love that because you can relate to, exactly. I don't know, I feel like you can kind of relate to that feeling of maybe not, you know, I don't know if it's feeling different or what it is, oh, but yeah. just being like, yeah, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you're always so encouraging to anyone who might, you might sense they feel uncomfortable and you're just going to be cheering them on and uh, trying to let their butter, you know, their wings come out, you know, and their colors come out. And uh, right. So that's cool to hear. Because yeah. I, I can't, I can't believe that people don't like to dance. Dancing is so freeing. Now, yeah. but if you have a negative association with it because you don't feel like you're good at it or people make fun of you, then that can affect how much you like it. But it, dancing in and of itself is liberating, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the feeling that I was trying to, you know, get you to kind of focus on more than being in your head about it. Right, right. And I was just thinking that as we were talking, it's just like I feel like you're someone who just – has always been like trying to let, I don't know if spirit's the right word, but like, you know, that spirit, that authentic self inside of you, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, just let that, let that be and let it be out there kind of, um, I don't know, not no excuses, but no, no hiding it in a sense, you know, yeah. just to be truly yourself, which is, and and I feel like that just shines through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like that's, that's how you can have your best relationship. Right, mm. like romantic or, or non-romantic, just when yeah. people are authentic, then you can mm-hmm. you, sh- you share things in a different way and become close in a different way than feeling that you need to be something that you're not. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally, especially with our friendship. Like I'm going to share like a moment because, and I don't mean this in a, I hope this doesn't come across in a bad way, but we'd be having conversations and I think I might've been like extra like da, 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 or like, you know, extra excited or something like, okay, Mo, (laughs) (laughs) bring it down. Like, oh really? (laughs) Like you just always wanted me to be real. You know what I mean? Like, 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 uh, like I want you to be like tr- like I don't know just like truthful and honest and yeah. and real with me like right. I don't know and so if sometimes I may have been just like extra energetic and maybe maybe just like trying too hard you know oh, okay. and uh, yeah I, yeah I'm not sure I can't remember an example like a complete example but you definitely taught me like you kind of have been like a really good person in my life to kind of um teach me the value of that like you know sometimes I think we put on sometimes unintentionally I think mm-hmm. like these masks right. um and we're just trying to be nice or sweet and um not everyone does this but a lot of us do I think right right absolutely. and uh, you know we're um and you know, just not being as real and it's not like you know we have to be negative or grumpy or complaining about things but just okay. not being completely honest about you know exactly. ourselves yeah. so yeah. So, like, how did you find that for yourself? Or was that something that came naturally? Like, just kind of that, 
like rawness or something. Do you know what, does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I really, I don't know. You know what, I think it helps um, having a family that I'm close to. In, in, yeah. in particular, my younger sister. Uh, that's no secret yeah. to you, right? So I think no, no. that gave us both a safe space. I knew no matter what that she mm. accepted and loved me. Mm. And that was good enough for me. Yeah. And so sometimes it would be like, you know, we both had these conversations like, screw these people, screw the world. <laughs> yeah, we got each other. We yeah. have each other, truly. So I think that, yeah, I think that helped. It helped me. Yeah, because you guys are both so, you guys are both so much in the same in that, in that respect. Mm -hmm. So exactly. it's kind of like your partner in crime with that, like someone who can just bring that, that spirit out in you too. Like you guys can have each other during, like during probably tough times or whatever and kind of have each other's back in that respect or just encourage each other probably in some ways. Exactly. Or just, yeah, just be yeah, there for each no, other. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. So you, like, so challenging times. Um, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but like, was there ever like some challenging moments that you've been through in your life that kind of tested you in terms of, I don't know, like made you question yourself or I don't know. I am always really, really, these questions are very, very difficult for me. And the reason is, I know, let me tell you why though, if it's, it's okay. not that I'm trying to, um, pretend to be perfect or act like I didn't have yeah. challenging times. I just don't hold on to that stuff. I don't remember. Like, it's, I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> That's, no, even when you mentioned your family, like, and I had to ask about the fights, because it's like you didn't remember those moments. You put your thoughts into the things that you learned from it, probably, or right. that you know now. Well, even in the fights, we're so, like, I mean, I just, uh, I guess I put them in context. I mean, they were... Yeah. What what families what siblings don't argue? So right. Um, I don't know though. You've known me for a long time. Yeah. I, can you think? It's not like I'm trying to avoid it. So if you <laughs> if you think of something that was like really challenging, feel free to like call me out on it. <laughs> uh, well, I can. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm or anything, but I can think of things like situations that you've been through that tested you. But I guess what I, I guess let's shift it though and say like, what did you learn from situations that tested you or what helped you get through the, and you kind of mentioned your sister already, um, but are there people or are there like tools or strategies you use that help you kind of move through tougher, challenging situations or is that still hard to answer? Um, I, I, my sister for sure, my family period. Um, yeah, definitely helps in that respect. But even if it's like, I don't know, I guess when, when you say challenging times, I think it's something like a really big thing, right? It could, it could just yeah, be, you, okay, I get it. Okay. It, it could just be a day where I'm not feeling as confident. I have those days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just even like little moments that, right. Right. Nothing major, like okay. life catastrophes or anything right. like that. Just things that we all kind of have to go through. And yeah. I feel like some of us have a perspective and way to navigate those mm -hmm. that um, like help us move through them in a way that can be life enhancing rather than 
ways that can be kind of, you know, and I've, I've gone through my own situations that nothing terrible, but things Mm -hmm. that, you know, I didn't always handle with the grace that I wish I would have in retrospect, but I learned a lot from those moments, you know? Right. I I think for me, I, there are a couple of things. One is the support I have from family and friends. So, Mm -hmm. and I, I just can't say, I can't say that enough. And I can't give that enough emphasis mm. because I think that's first and, and foremost because they will, when I have a conversation with, you know, family and friends, I've had conversations with you during times when, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going through something. And mm-hmm. um, like a reinforcement you get from people that love you just yeah. mean everything because when you're in those moments, you forget. You, you forget, like, you forget the the things that make you great or or make people yeah. gravitate towards you, right? So just reminder yeah. about that stuff. And, I, and for me, I think like exercising, physical health and meditating yeah. for mental health help a lot. I've been meditating, meditating a lot lately and I'm trying to make it like incorporate as a daily part of my routine. Yeah. And that's been great. I was wondering... I was wondering if you're going to bring that up, actually, Dafina, because I know mm-hmm. you've been getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like? What do you What do you like about um, taking time to meditate? And could you like describe a little bit about what you found that's working for you that you do? Um, so it's not, you know, you and I have gone on a yoga, re- gone to a yoga retreat and spent some time oh, yes, meditating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. And so the meditation that yep. we, we did, we just kind of like sit and you're still, and it's quiet, and you're alone with, the, with your thoughts. At least that's what I remember yeah. it being. It, it's not that. So it's a it's guided meditation. Um, I, I use an app, and it's guided meditation that helps you relax and clear your mind and just be mm. present. So I, I just I like it for that reason because I, I, I don't take enough time to do that. Even times when... Like during the commute, those are times when it's, you think, it seems like it'd be a good time to kind of re, kind of yeah. gather your thoughts for the day or decompress after the day. But you're around so many people during your commute, right? So, and then you get home yeah. and you, you have to be present with your partner. So, yep. um, anyway, it's it just, I just find that it's great to have that five or 10 minutes in the day just to be present and in the moment and and try to like clear my mind of of just thoughts that just are never ending yeah yeah absolutely that's cool what um what app have you been using that you've been really liking uh so i downloaded an app called headspace yes i've been using that and whenever oprah and deepak chopra do a oh yeah they're they're doing their joint meditation series now oh okay i've done that in the past yeah Yeah, so I, whenever, oh, cool. whenever that's available, I do that, and I'm doing that now. The pause headspace for cool. the moment, and I'll get back to it. And do you do it in the morning or the evening or both? I do it in the evening. Um, okay. I, I think it'd be great to do. It'd be great to do both. But I yeah. find myself. I'm, I'm in such a rush in the morning, which it would be great yeah. if I got up a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm working on that one. <laughs> no, hey, I, you know what? You're making time for it right now. So that's that's even just once a day. I think that's 
That's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. And it helps, um, it helps me sleep so much better at night. Ah. I, I yeah, I, I used to I used to use Headspace and liked it a lot. I should um I should give that a try again just yeah, to yeah, unwind. Mm-hmm. Um so you have a full life. You mentioned like the health, you know, fitness and all that. And then you got your social life and your family and your friends and, mm-hmm. and your partner and then work. How do you um how do you balance everything? Is that ever is that ever a challenge or is that fun? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'm gonna say it's fun. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's like everyone else would be a challenge, but for the yeah. family, it's fun. <laughs> um, so there are times when work is busier than others, but even yeah. even that's fun because mm. you know, I mean, I, I know that I need it, right? <laughs> There's nothing yeah, like being yeah. at work and, you know, you don't have any work to do or so. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, it, I feel fulfilled at work. And yeah, um, but it wouldn't be, I, I don't live to work. So yeah, it, it wouldn't be fun for me if that's all, if that, if that was all of my fulfillment, I wouldn't feel whole. So yeah. it's fun for me to try to carve out time for friends and family and social and social activities. So mm-hmm. for me, that's not a burden. That's just, it's really fun. And it actually makes, yeah. it makes work more fun and more pleasurable. Huh. If, if yeah. If that makes any sense. <laughs> no, know? it does. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have um, a life balance. I don't know. You hear a lot about balance and everything. I think that can be a hard thing for people to achieve I don't know I feel like you are someone who I who really has a good sense of that and and I I always wonder like is like are you ever having to say no to things or are you just kind of like yeah let's do it you know and like (laughs) I I try so as you know I took improv at second yes I know yeah that's what I was thinking about that and the motto is yes and so Uh uh-huh yes and how about we go here so I try my best yeah. not to say no. And if it's, if it's no, it's not today. How about next week? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because I think if you yeah, say, okay. right, if you say, if, you, if you're if you a person that says no a lot, at some point, people are going to stop asking you. I know. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to look up and you're going to say, where did my friends go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think... I think people have, sometimes people struggle with the work-life balance because they get overwhelmed at the thought of splitting time when really if mm-hmm. you just, it, when you just do it, you find that, I find anyway, when I do it, it energizes me in other parts of my, in other parts of my day. So if you and I have dinner on Wednesday night, you know, yeah. I, I could think, oh man, it's such a busy week. I just want to go home and curl up by, you know, next to the TV and eat popcorn, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I, yeah. I find that when I actually get out and do whatever social thing I've planned, I actually feel more energized. So the next day yeah. I feel excited about life mm. and it makes work that much more fun rather than, yeah. you know, it's, it's counterintuitive because you would think that if you're tired to add something else you know, to your calendar will make you even, would be more exhausting. But 
for me, it's energizing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Now, would you have you take? I'm sure you've taken personality tests before. Would you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert? Like, what did the test show for you? Or do you know? I I don't remember, but I think I would have to think it showed extrovert. But I have my mm-hmm. I have my moment, right? Where right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, you know, on a scale of one to ten, a ten extrovert. <laughs> no. Right. No. Yeah. But it's like being around people or just being around stimulating situations or things seems to just like energize you. It feels like. Yeah. I mean, I could be at home by myself and doing something that I really enjoy doing. And that is just as stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking about that too, because even though we're talking about your social life and like you being out and about, you also have a lot of things that you do just for yourself in terms, and I love that. I love some of these things because there's such a contrast to your work, like your work life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're, maybe that's the key is just complimenting or having um, things that are so different. Like, could you, I mean, like you have a couple of hobbies that I think are are really cool and really creative. Would you share? Would you share one or two of those? Sure. Um, so one is DJing, which is yeah very different from being a Bond analyst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. You love this. Well, sometimes when I meet people for the first time and they ask what I do, rather than saying what I actually do for work, I'll just lead with the fact that I'm a DJ. And it's a reaction. No is, way. <laughs> oh, the reaction is so much better. <laughs> the bond analyst oh yeah right That's all awesome. of a sudden people are interested and if I leave with what I do for work nine to five the eyes yeah. are rolling back and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> oh man Oh, that's hilarious that I, I want to be around when you do that once <laughs> okay yeah I'll, I'll make sure you are so that's one I enjoy yeah. I enjoy painting I haven't done that one in a while, and I I keep saying I need need to do it. Just pull out a canvas and be inspired. Yeah. I remember when you were doing it more regularly, like back, you know, maybe a few years ago, you were just, you were so excited about it. And I think, yeah, I I think that's what I love is like the the excitement that you can bring to just being by yourself or like Mm -hmm. the having that time for creativity. And I think that's the, I think that's the ticket right there is. I think you're right. Create like allowing time for creativity in your in your life, which kind of just, I don't know, kind Absolutely. of makes the flower like blossom or something, you know, just like it really brings out I think all of right. our colors inside of ourselves, you know? Because yeah. I, I never considered myself a creative person. In mm-hmm. fact, if okay. you asked me that like years ago, I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm total, what do you call it? Right brain? Left, left brain is yeah. creative. Oh, I'm not. T- I'm okay. Not yeah. <laughs> well, whichever one is the creative one, I thought that I was the opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So until I actually started practicing being creative. Mm. And Ooh, I. And, that's good, Dafina. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow. So I realized that everybody, everybody's creative. It's what you create. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. And it is such a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was this great book I read, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she wrote um, Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Years ago. That was like her. Yeah, that was her big hit. But then I she, love the book. she's. Yeah, I did, too. I did, too. And then she wrote Big Magic and it was all about creativity. Mm. And I mean, she talked about that in terms of, you know, 
just have the value of it just for our our sense of you know who we are and stuff Absolutely. yeah it was just it was a really cool book about that but so how did you decide okay so that's interesting though that you never thought of yourself as creative how did you decide to start doing more things along those lines I just I don't know I just I, I didn't like the um I didn't like the box that I was being put in when people just judge me based on what I do. Ah. Right? And so it's like, yeah. What else? What else do I do? What else do I enjoy? And yeah. Yeah. And it, it really just, those things ha- just kind of happened. It wasn't like, I said, oh, I, I'd like to be a painter. It, you know, it just kind of happened. I thought, oh, that would be fun. Let me just get a canvas and some acrylic paint and see what happens. I've yeah, always, I've always oh, liked so art, cool. you know, buying it. Mm-hmm. So yep. yep, that's true. Yeah, and I've always did, liked... now. Did it start? Oh, sorry, Dafina, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I've always liked music. So with DJing, yeah. that was kind of a natural extension to you know some things that I enjoy. Yeah. So I, you mentioned improv earlier. Was improv the start of all this, or are they kind of separate? Hmm. Or did that happen first? I'm not sure. I can't it, remember. It, it, it did happen first. So I'm just trying to think if, if the two are related. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly was the start of it. <laughs> that was a fun time. Yeah. That was, yeah. I was so, I was so um, impressed with your, like, you know, I don't know, you just getting out there and doing it. And your younger sister also, also did some comedy did and things up, like yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Stand up. So it's just. I think it's really cool that you guys would test yourself in, in that type of way. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I am not the person that folks would say, my sister is the only person that, that thinks I'm the funniest person in the world. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I don't think folks would be saying, oh, you should do improv, Christina. You should do improv. No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was, uh, it was fun. That's cool. No, I will see that's I think, you know, with the podcast, what I'm also kind of trying to do is just talk to people who are kind of growth minded. And you definitely fall in that category, like someone who's always like learning and challenging themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what are, what are you learning or discovering and inter- or interested in right now in your life? And, and how do you carve out time for that in your life right now? That's a good question, though, because mm. I've been I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking, I've, okay. I'm spending a lot of time DJing and I enjoy it. Yeah. But is it fulfilling the creative, like, desire in me that it used to? Okay. And so I've been trying to explore that. Ah. But, yeah. Is that surprising? Kind of, actually. Yeah, because yeah. I, I feel like you watching you have so much fun doing it. And, right. you know... I guess full disclosure, my boyfriend um, will like Dafina and him will get together and some others and we'll uh, kind of practice DJing. And you guys just have so much fun when I happen to see you doing it. Um, so, yeah, I guess it does surprise me a little yeah. bit. That... And, and that is still fun. I still enjoy that. But yeah, I, I think I think there's something about learning something new. Uh, yes, and I'm agreed. Not, I'm not saying that I am like, I've learned everything there is to learn about DJing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But right. you know what I mean? So I think that's I uh-huh. think that's what it is. 
And that's interesting. I just been spending a lot of time thinking about it, but I have nothing tangible to share. Like just that right now. Okay. It's an idea state. So you're, you're kind of mulling it over or yeah. So how did, okay, this is maybe, you, you might not know the answer to this, but like, how's that process working for you? Like, is, is it just something like, Hey, I'm open to new things or is this something you're consciously thinking of? Um, I'm, I'm always open to new things for sure. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's not something that I think about a lot, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I have a new job at work, so that's been keeping me busy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's, it's, you know, it, it, at some point, don't be surprised. I know you never would anyway. <laughs> if I said, hey, mom, I'm doing X, Y, Z now. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. So I love that. Yeah. <sighs> Very cool, Dafina. <laughs> awesome. You. Well, no, and I think that kind of summarizes it. It's just like this, for me, just like kind of who you are as a person is just always open to things. And um, and being friends with someone like that helps me, who's not always intuitively like that, <laughs> might be mm. a little bit more guarded about certain things. <laughs> it helps me to be more open too, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that about you. And I hope that everyone listening uh, – is inspired by by your mindset and your attitude as well. So yeah. thank you so much, Dafina, for taking the time to to be on the podcast. Thanks, Mo. Um, I really appreciate fun. it. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. It was so fun to interview Dafina and learn more about what makes her tick. She is such a fun, positive force in my life, and I hope you were also inspired by her mindset and her spirit. I love when she said that it's more important about how I feel about myself than how I'm perceived by others. And that part about practicing creativity, that was so good. As soon as I finish editing this podcast, I'm pulling out my sketchbook and markers so I can fit my pra- some practice time in for myself. But first, maybe I'll turn on some music and just dance. How about you? What were some of your takeaways from our conversation? I'd love to hear about them. Please share on my website at www.ryanwellness.com or on my Instagram page, at Ryan Wellness. I hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.